life, sex, goals, and oh, hell knows, this is Midlife Craving. I got a story to tell, and it's a motherfucking story. Let's get right to it, Cravers. It's time for my five-minute orgasm. My five-minute orgasm is where I unload the latest wild and crazy in my life. There hasn't been a dull moment lately with me, and I guess that's just the norm. (laughs) I have to tell you something that you will not fucking believe I did. So picture it. Let's think. Was it a week ago now? Baywatch is coming over. And I had like the weekend to myself. It was a great day. I worked out. It was a holiday weekend. So it was a Sunday. I get my work done. And he's like, hey, I'll be there at five. So I'm like, cool. I hop in the shower and I'm getting ready. And I was kind of rushing because I was doing a bunch of things before. So I'm in the shower and I usually don't shave my legs. I had laser hair removal years ago and I really don't need to shave, but I was like, let me just like tidy things up because if anyone's had laser hair removal, I'll have like one long hair on my leg. It's very odd. So anyway, so I have a bench in my shower and I'm leaning over with my right leg up on it. So it's like my right leg is bent up and I'm leaning over and I'm shaving up my leg over my knee. And as I lifted the razor, I nicked my fucking nipple. Okay. Like my fucking, my nipple, like, oh my God. And it happened so fast. I was like, did that just, did that, that didn't just happen. That did not just happen. And all of a sudden it was like burning really bad. And it was just gushing blood. Like every time my heart beat, it was like pumping blood. And I was like, oh my fucking God. Like it was chainsaw massacre. And I was thinking, holy shit, like this bleeding won't stop. So I text Baywatch and I'm like, hey, prepare yourself. Like you're, you're in for a surprise. I didn't tell him what happened because he would have never believed it. So I was like, hey, like when you get here, uh, prepare. So he comes in and I'm at this point, I had already bled through a towel. I'm at the sink and I'm leaning over it with like my titty out and just dripping blood. Like the bleeding would not stop. So Baywatch comes over. And he's, th- he's like, oh my God, Adrian, what the fuck? So I called Katina, who I always call her when some something crazy happens. I'm like, girl, what do I do? And she said, put pressure on it and break out that liquid Band-Aid. Backstory, the night before I was leaving the country for Antigua, my car broke down. I lost my debit card and I took a chunk out of my thumb on a cheese grater. I mean, it was a wild day. And this liquid Band-Aid she saved me with. And I was like, oh my God, I still fucking have it. So imagine I'm leaning over the sink, titties dripping blood. I'm applying pressure on it with ice. (laughs) And Baywatch is, every time I pull away, he's trying to swipe liquid Band-Aid on it. I don't know if you ever used liquid band-aid before, but that shit burns and this is on my nipple. So (laughs) let me just tell you, in 40 fucking years, you know, I have never, out of all the places on my body where I could have nicked myself with a razor, my fucking nipple never would have thought. But look at me, (laughs) you know, like only me, you know. So things calmed down. Uh, We hung out and had some drinks sitting on the front couch, just like listening to music and enjoying each other's company. That's one of the things I love so much about Baywatch is he's so fun to be around. And he really did help calm me down. After the pain calmed down as well, I was like, all right, ding, ding, we're getting it on, you know? So we go upstairs and I had had, I think, four or five high noons. I can't remember. And one of the things I love that Baywatch does is he always starts really slow and always starts kissing all over me. And he took, he like, 
<laughs> I was like being so careful with the you know, broken titty, nipple, whatever the fuck. And it was funny because he kept grabbing my boob and he was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> I was like, this gauze crisscross fucking Band-Aid. I mean, it was a look, okay? And the ambiance, everything was, everything else was so hot. It was like the star machine was on. My buzz was just right. And I was really craving feeling his body on top of mine. And there I am with this like crisscross fucking nipple job. My God. Uh, but. He was, you know, if I could have been with anyone when that happened, it would have been him. I mean, he's just, he's so fun. It made, made the situation so much better. So we fucked. He ate me out, made me come. And then we finished in my favorite position, that sideways position where I'm laying on my side, my right leg is up, and he's just fucking going to pound town. And I think the reason why I love that position so much is because the penetration is so deep. And I also feel like it's a very dominating way to fuck me. You know, he can grab my titty. He can see me. I can look back at him. He's grabbing my ass and holding my waist. Uh, it's just a really hot position. So after we fucked, I put a bra back on over my fucking crisscross Band-Aid sauce. <laughs> uh, we went out to my favorite local dive bar and had a fucking blast. You know, it was a holiday weekend, like I said, and everyone was out on Sunday night. It was so much fucking fun. Uncle Mo was there. All of my friends were there. And what I love most about being with Baywatch is how he is so much fucking fun to be around. He gets along with everyone. I don't got to worry about him. You know, I have a lot of guy friends. And when I walk in, I'm like, hey, and, you know, I'm walking around saying hi. And I don't have to worry about him behind me. He's automatically like, what's up, guys? Getting a drink, taking a sh whatever. He is just so go with the flow. Love that about him. We partied hard. I think Baywatch and I were one of the last ones to leave the bar that night. And the next morning, I woke up to him singing, girl, shake that laffy taffy, that laffy taffy. Okay, like he was waking, he just like wakes up in the best mood ever. I've never seen somebody quite like him. So he's like singing to me. We're talking, laughing. He gets up and he's like, let me show you my technique, how I brush my teeth. And I'm like, okay. He So he goes in the bathroom, gets his toothbrush and he comes back down. He lays in bed. He's like, you got to try this. I'm like, what? He's like, no, Adrian, seriously, go get your toothbrush. You got to try this. And I'm like, these little playful things are just so fucking fun with him. So all of a sudden, after we're done brushing our teeth, we're laying in bed and we got on the subject of like, what kind of porn do you watch? You know, I was talking with Lauren about my porn shame and how I've been obsessed with watching older men with younger girls. It's still happening. Okay. Like, don't look at my search history on my phone. The shit's still going on. And we were just talking and comparing. We started watching other types of porn. And all of a sudden he was like, yo, <laughs> like, wow, okay, he was hard as a rock. And I, of course, wrapped my lips around it. It was funny because he almost finished in my mouth. And I felt kind of bad because when I stopped, like, uh, you know, I try to be considerate, but I also I'm greedy. Like, I want to get fucked. You know what I mean? But he was he said to me, he's like, Oh, you're so good at that. And when I stopped to like change positions to, you know, put his dick inside of me, he was like, Oh, my God, Adrian, I was so close. And I'm like, damn it. Like, you should have told me. I don't know. I I, I feel bad when I do that. But I want to I want to get fucked, you know. So we did the position where he's laying on his side and I lay on my back and I just, you know, I, I don't know. It's perfect because I can like look at him, rub my clit. He's fucking me. 
all at the same time. Like, I, I love that position. There's something so hot about it. And also, he is so beautiful to look at. It was a hot morning. And then, you know, we have like this little ritual that we do together, a morning routine when he stays over. I don't think our time together would feel complete if we didn't do it. So we wake up, play, fuck, and then go downstairs. He always puts music on for us. And I love the way he's always introducing me to new music. Uh, We make breakfast and drink mimosas. Like that's our thing. And it also kind of cures my hangover. So I feel good. What's funny is, well, there's a few things that he always says. Whenever he pops the cork, there's always like a mission. Like he's like, I'm going to hit that light over there. I'm like, please don't. Well, this time I was like, hey, see if you can launch it into the neighbor's yard. Like everything with him is such a fun, it's it's a fun fucking game, you know? Uh, So he was making the mimosas this time. And something so funny happened. He was like, he goes goes over to me and he sits both the glasses down. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with that one? And he's like, well, um, you know, I was just like so used to like making coffee and pouring creamer. I poured creamer (laughs) in one of them. And I was like, why is it so creamy? Like, what's going on? Uh, He was like, oh, don't worry, I'll drink it. I'm like, "Uh, yeah, you fucking are. (laughs) But I did try it. And you know what? It kind of tasted like an orange creamsicle. It was so fucking funny. (sighs) It was, you know, it's always something. (laughs) God. Baywatch, I absolutely adore you. Oh, my God. And Cravers, big news. Baywatch is going to be on the show. Okay, like, hi, I am so excited. Uh, I haven't had a guest on my show that's been inside of me, and I think we're going to have a lot of fun. I actually spoiled a little bit of what I want to do and talk about with him for the show, and he's all in, so get fucking excited. All right, moving on. (sighs) So fun. Later that week, I had a nooner planned with Dr. B. Mm, You know, he's still rocking my world. I said it before, and I'll say it a hundred times again. I love nooners. I love high noons too. <laughs> Every time I go over to Dr. B's house, I never know what to expect, except for his huge, big, thick, perfect cock. Mm. So I walk upstairs, and he's laying on the bed, completely naked and hard as a rock. And I'm like, I'm not even going to say hi to this motherfucker. I'm fucking sucking his dick. So I just immediately put it in my mouth. Uh, He like gets up and he's, I could tell he's like aggressive and he's like, I want to fuck you. So he takes me on the edge of the bed, but he doesn't fuck me yet. And he starts playing with my pussy. I love this about him. He rubs my clit, the opening of my vagina, which by the way, don't underestimate that. Everything he does with his fingers, he does just right. Ugh. It's funny because he like broke out his GoPro and just starts playing with my pussy and recording it. And it was really fucking hot. So he starts teasing me with this cock. And, you know, Dr. B always starts off slow. And that's the best. Warm my engine up, baby. So we start fucking and he goes, no, I know what we're going to do. And it's so hot because the video he made of us, he like catches that in the video. Then the video shuts off. Okay. So he looks at me and he's like, do you trust me? (laughs) I'm like, I do trust him, but I have no fucking clue what he's going to do. So to get a visual, he's standing on the edge of the bed, butt naked. (laughs) I'm like laying on the bed. My legs are spread and he's like playing with my pussy. And I'm just very in a very vulnerable position for him. And he breaks out this like 
machine and there's like wires. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And it's one of those um, stem, I think it's like a TENS machine. I don't know what it's called, but it was so funny because I was like looking down at him and he like looks up at me and he's like plugging things in and turning things on. And I'm like, what the fuck? But it was reminding me so much. I'm like, oh, Dr. B. (laughs) Full circle is complete here. (laughs) Uh, So it's like one of those like stem things. He's like, I'm going to put this on your clit. <laughs> I'm like, Dr. B, listen, like, I, I, and he's like, trust me. And I'm thinking, okay, this is wild. So there was a lot going on. The GoPro's on the side. <laughs> he's like plugging things in. I'm like, what is going on? And he like turns it on and there's one, I don't know what, I don't know what he was doing, but like, I, it wouldn't work. I don't know if I was like too wet. I don't know what was happening, but we were just like, fuck it. And so I, lifted up the patch and it was still on it like shocks the shit out of my fucking hand mind you i'm like spread eagle (laughs) the fuck but it was so funny and dr b i know you're listening i want to try that again let's get it right this time though i think we were both like so excited and trying it and doing all these things also he was like saying things like oh you have such a nice pussy and how much he loves my pussy and i'm like oh god it was it was so hot. And I really, I really just wanted to fuck. So we like <laughs> ripped the things off. He was like, ah, oh, fuck that. We'll try it again, Dr. B, I promise. And he starts fucking me hard. Now, Dr. B is a passionate, hardcore fucker, just the way I like it. Tons of eye contact. I think at one point he like had his forehead on my forehead and he's like absolutely destroying me. And I'm just like staring at him like, God damn. He also makes sure I'm always the first to finish. And he's really, really good at that come here movement, you know, simulating my G-spot while licking and sucking my clit. Oh, it's so hot. So he finally finishes like he's on the edge of the bed and he's fucking me and he finally finishes and he comes all over my stomach and my leg. And even after he finishes, he's still hard. So he's still playing with my pussy. And I'm like thinking like, are you going to get a towel? Are we done? And all of a sudden he like pushes back inside of me and starts fucking me again. And the next thing I know, he's like fucking me hard. And I'm thinking, oh my God, there's like come all over us. <laughs> like my ass, I got to go back to fucking work. But you know what? I fucking love it. And it was, I love all the fluids and it was so hot. And it's incredible how he can just stay hard and keep going. Like the energizer fucking bunny. <laughs> so we clean up head downstairs. And I'm like, hey, I have like another half hour. So I was like, hey, like, let's watch our video. So we go downstairs and he uploads the videos we made. And it was fucking hot. Okay. Watching him play with my pussy, watching his cock going in and out. I mean, it's an excellent view. I can see why he enjoys it so much. And I'm thinking, well, (laughs) now I want your cock back inside of my mouth. (laughs) So I get to like the corner of his couch and I get on my knees and he starts fucking my face. And I love the way he grabs the back of my neck, under my chin, the back of my head. He's very, very talented at that. And this makes me feel so submissive to him. And I'm really into it. Well, he was like fucking my face and he was looking at me and then he just like lightly slapped my cheek and I looked up at him and he was like, do you like that? And I was like, fuck yeah. So he's like slapping me a little bit, you know, and I have to say, I am so into that shit. Oh God, it was so fucking hot. Then he gets funny. He's so fucking thoughtful. And this is what is a difference between an average lover and a fucking amazing lover. He puts a pillow on the edge of the couch so I can be propped up. 
He's like, bend over. So I have my tennis shoes on at this point too. So it was really, I had a lot of grip. So he was like fucking me and like railing me against the couch. And oh my God, it was so fucking hot. It was so good. But God, I was like, I have to stop talking about this. (laughs) This is like a nooner to remember. But remember, remember, I got to go back to work. Okay. So I was like in the bathroom cleaning up and I'm like, all right, I I have to go now. And I told him, I was like, the next time I see you, I want to explore more with this. I want you to slap me more. I'm even entertaining the idea and thinking of the idea of having him spit in my mouth. Daddy Nate talks a lot about that and I'm intrigued. So (laughs) I'm going to go for it. We're going to see how this goes. Man, I've been having a great fucking time. Like, I mean, literally and figuratively with the two men in my life. I feel like a very lucky gal right now. And honestly, I'm happier than I've been in a really long time. Life is good, baby. All right, Cravers, let's get this motherfucking episode started. Uncle Mo is back. Let's go, baby. I'm nervous. Bitch, I'm kidding. I'm confident. And that's what today is all about. Hell yeah! Mom, you're in rare fucking form. Yeah, I'm fired up today. What's going on? I'll um, have what you're having. Adderall, what's, what's going on? I get like this about once a week where I'm just like, I just got all this energy. And it, it, like, my personality comes right out. I mean, you came in here dancing. You're playing music. You're mm-hmm. breakdancing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> spinning mm-hmm. around on my carpet. Okay. <laughs> all right, what we're talking about today is confidence. And Uncle Mo's back in the house. You already heard. I don't need, you don't need an introduction. You're a regular. Everyone loves you. Remember the introduction from um, uh, was Eddie Murphy's Coming to America? What? You might know him as Joe the Policeman <laughs> from the something episode of That's My Mama. Okay. Well, that's your introduction. There it is. All right. There we go. Uh, it's always amazing when you're here. You Thank know? you. And last episode was so much fun. That pod crash. Oh, Great yeah, yeah. fucking time. Everyone loved that. And we're going to have to do that again sometime. Like, I liked the threesome. Oh, I bet you do. I liked <laughs> If anybody would, it'd be you. Let me tell you. Uh, I've been waiting to discuss confidence on this show for a really long time now. One of the things I hear most from my listeners is, Adrian, you are so raw. Oh, baby, I like you raw. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're so real and brave and the way that you share, you know. And it's funny when I hear things like that, like I think, isn't everyone like me? Uh, like I'm, I'm just me, you know, I don't know any other way to be. And uncle Mo, you know, me in real life, like what you see is what you get. There's no difference on or off the mic. (laughs) Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. But what I really want to say was like, I was not always like this. And I want to talk about confidence and the way that I grew and the way that I became confident. And you're going to share your story as well. So let's do it. Awesome. Let's do it. I'm really excited about this episode because Confidence is everything to me. And I talk about my number one turn on in the bedroom is confidence. I think that was our both we when we did the show before. I think yeah. we both said that that was our number one was yes, confidence. Absolutely. All right. So let's start it off by defining confidence. All right. So <laughs> I, I looked it up and uh, confidence is defined as a, uh, a feeling of self-insurance arising from one's appreciation of one's own abilities or qualities. Um, it actually comes from a Latin word. The Latin word is, I'll probably say it wrong. Yeah. Uh, Federi. Is it Fadir? Fadir, maybe? Yeah, whatever. Mm. I don't care about Latin. <laughs> uh, but it means to trust. So if you if you trust in yourself, you have self-confidence because you're trusting one's self. I'm going to be honest. I've never defined, I've never like Googled or looked up the word confidence and what the definition was. <laughs> and I love that. Like I trust myself. I trust my gut. I trust my instincts. I'm following through with what I believe. Trust is the word. 
Yep. Yeah. So what what does it mean to you? Like what why did why does confidence mean something to you? <sighs> Such a big question. Confidence to me makes me feel like someone's real. I'm not getting smoke and mirrors. I'm not getting bullshitted. I don't know. Confidence to me makes me feel like I'm seeing the real person. I feel like if they trust themselves, then I will have trust in them as well. Damn right. Is that weird? No, that's not weird. That's not weird. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why you're attracted to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I'm highly attracted to confidence. Like I said, in the bedroom and stuff, like there's a lot of things we can make up for. Like I can teach you my ways. But uh, confidence, you can't be bought. It can't be sold in a bottle. Uh, you have to earn it and mm-hmm. you have to hone that yourself, tr- learn to love and trust yourself first. And so when I see that, I'm definitely immediately attracted to that. Damn for right. sure. Damn mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you, what does confidence mean to you? And I, we're going to talk about what confidence means to us and our story and how we got there and examples of confidence. So let's fucking do it. Awesome. Good ones. Hell yeah. Uh, so for me, it's, it's like I have to be honest with myself first. So I, I put... For me, for me, confidence is more important for me than it is for other people, mm-hmm. right? If I'm not confident with myself, how am I going to be confident in a situation, either as a leader, mm-hmm. as a coworker, as in somebody in a relationship or whatever? So I got to be honest with myself first. Then when I'm honest, I can't fucking lie to myself. I'm cracking up. Like, I'm not going to lie. My, I'm not going to let myself down. Yeah. Drink up. Yeah. We're having a party in here. And it's Friday night. So... <laughs> You know, as long as I'm staying honest with myself, then I trust any decision I make and any yeah. actions that I'm making. Mm-hmm. And it, it comes out when I talk. I don't hide it. Yeah. You know, people ask me for questions and advice all the time. And it's because of how I respond to them. Mm-hmm. You're not a liar. You're right. not. You're, you're, you're trustworthy. You're not going to bullshit them. That's what it comes back to that confidence thing. Also, I don't put myself first. I, had a, yeah. I told you a story. I had a coworker ask me something today. It was mm-hmm. real personal. It was mm-hmm. extremely personal. I'm not talking about it on your show. Right. But there's nine of us that work in this company. He only came to me. There's a reason. Yeah. And you know, I went off the record. I didn't go off on him, but I made himself put himself in a different situation. I made himself me answering him. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you looking for? It's funny. I feel like people see that quality in us and that's why they come to us. I have my listeners do that with me and I love that. And I, But the thing is, is though, I'm keeping it real. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. And the truth hurts a lot of the time. Right. Yeah. You know? Well, you know what? Get a Band-Aid. Yeah. <laughs> True. Fuck it. Sometimes you need to get hurt. So something that you want to share, and I love this, is three steps to make yourself more confident. Yeah. So I I, I sat down and I thought about this. I'm like, so what what got me to where I'm at today? Like, what got me to, like, believe in myself as much as I do? And I just, I think it's three simple things. And the two are easy. Mm-hmm. And then the third is... The part that keeps you honest to it. Takes the effort. So first, you have to believe in what you want to accomplish and you have to believe it will happen. Mm -hmm. If you don't believe that the things you want and things you want to accomplish will happen, they fucking won't. Yep. You got to have a vision of what it looks like. And also, they're your goddamn goals. Mm -hmm. You're not fucking sharing your goals with other people. If you want to be a better parent, well, you do your part. Mm-hmm. The other parent might follow, or you can turn around and go, look, I've made some improvements. Maybe you could too. Of course, that's going to hurt some marriages and relationships or whatever, but they've got to be your mm-hmm. fucking goals. So, you know, screw everybody else. They're not you. Mm-hmm. The second one, work hard for it. This, this is sh- a big step. <laughs> yeah. This shit ain't easy. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got to put in that work. Get up early. Stay late. 
It's that opportunity cost thing you talked about before. It's that mindset. The grit and the grind. Um, you know, th- I can give you 8 billion examples of how many people who won something important, whether it's championships, promotions, or whatever, just kept at it until it fucking happened. Yeah, absolutely. And that's all they did is they kept at it and kept at it and kept I at it. I got to chime in here because I've been obsessed with the Kanye West documentary on Netflix. Yeah, you told me about it. I haven't watched it yet. Please watch it. And I know there's a lot of things you can say about Ye. I've always been a fan of Kanye, but it is the most inspiring, well-done documentary that I've seen in a really long time. Right. And there's this scene where when he starts to finally, you know, the college dropout drops and he, it's successful. He's at the Grammys. And I think it was Julie Chen interviewing him. And it's the voiceover. And it's they flash back to all these, all these times, late nights in the car, sneaking in to MTV, paying for his own first music video. Wow. This man is the definition of confidence. Yeah, he's not alone either. I mean, yeah, you but- take music, sports... Oh, my God. Fuck Michael it. Jordan. You, you oh take my God. fucking politics. Like, you look at some of these people who just, ma- they made it. Exactly. They fucking exactly. made it. Um, there's so many people out there who just, they, they put in the it. work. They put in the work. So let me just tell you. So Julie Chen's interviewing him, and she says, you know, Kanye, if you could look back a year ago at yourself and say, I'm going to be nominated for 10 Grammy, nom- you know, 10 Grammy noms, would you believe it? And Kanye took a moment, and he said, no. What happened was is I told everyone else, and they didn't believe it. Damn right. And I was like... All right, now I gotta watch it. I have goosebumps. It was the end of the second episode. It's fucking incredible. And one of the things I love, and it's a very famous Grammy speech. At the end, Kanye goes, you know, you guys were all worried. Like, you were, I was gonna freak out, or I was gonna do something crazy. Kind of reminded me of me. If I didn't win, and you guys were wondering what I was gonna do, I guess we'll never find out. Uh, and I, it was like mic drop. I'm like, oh, it's so fucking good. So we're getting a little off track, but that reminds me of something. Okay. Confidence. You know the song Tutti Frutti? Tutti Frutti. All right. <laughs> yeah. Makes you dance, right? I take out my funny bone. <laughs> that song Tutti Frutti. I mean, I don't even know what year it came out. I'm pretty sure I could look it up, but it was okay. Little Richard. Uh-huh. A black gay guy in Georgia in mm-hmm. what, the 50s? Yeah. Do you think that was acceptable? I, the fucking dude got up on a stage, ripped shit up. Believed he, in himself. He sang like a heavy metal artist up there with mm-hmm. his like loud screams and stuff like that. Yes. That's confidence. Amazing. Just confidence. like in w- what you're talking about. Yep. I mean, it, it comes out with people. It is infectious to me. Can I tell you, I have this visual. This is how I think in life. And you know me, I'm a visual person. Like with the, the things I want to do, I can't sleep at night and I can't. Like people say to me, like, girl, how do you do it? I don't know. It's it's in me. I was born with it, baby. And this is what I envision. I envision myself. I'm looking over a fence and I get on my tippy toes and I'm looking over and there's only a few people looking back at me. Those are the people that think like me. Like my friend, Mike, that owns a construction company. I see him. He's looking back at me. I look over. I see you and you're giving me a fist bump over the fence. Everyone else can't see that height, but we're all looking and we're overlooking that fence. And there's people that are way higher than us, of course. But I don't know. I, for some reason, I envision like this, like peeking over a fence and I'm like, who's out here with me? God because we're right. way up here. And I'm not trying to say I'm better than anyone. I'm a very humble person. But the vision that I have for myself, the way the the risks that I take and the things I think for myself that can be possible, I'm up there leaning over the ledge. Hell yes. Is oh, that, fist you know bump. what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're above the fucking clouds. Yeah, for sure. Like Fuck I envision yeah. that. Like I see it like. People are way down there. We can't even hear the, the chatter anymore. And we're just we're two fingers up, and two hands like with knuckles. And we're pulling ourselves up and we're like, yo, what you doing over there? Right. 
I, yeah, I've been, those are my we, people. Look, those we've my people. hung out a hundred times, right? Yeah. And we've gone out to all sorts of different places. Mm-hmm. It fucking shows like how comfortable we are as just two friends. Yeah. Right? Two friends not having a relationship. And now everybody mm-hmm. thinks that we have something going on, right? I know. I know the other night that we were with uh, Baywatch, that was so yeah. much fucking fun. Yeah. But remember we were at the bar and like I, I put your arm around me and I was like, I want to put, I was like, put your arm around me. I, I'm comfortable here. <laughs> like, I said, put I'm, your own arm around yourself. <laughs> but I'm so comfortable with you. Yeah. That I'm like, hey, you're my best friend. That's confidence. Yeah, it's confidence. I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks. Yep, screw them. So, yeah. hey, look, we got to anyway, go back. Yes, right? we Three go steps. Back. I only okay. did said two. Okay, so first one, you got to believe that it mm-hmm. will happen. Step two, you got to put in the hard work. All right? And, yep. Step three is the motherfucker. Okay. Repeat step one and two until it fucking happens. Mm-hmm. That's how it happens. That is. You got to keep at it. Nothing fucking happens overnight. Yep. All right. Luck is nothing but a word that masks the fact that somebody just tried a lot. Oh my God. I love that. Fuck the word luck. Yeah. It's There's no so such true. thing. You, somebody you kept, at it, kept at it and kept at it. Yes. Right? Yes. They're usually not lucky. They just put in that time. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're all going to fail at reaching our goals. Shit happens. Mm-hmm. So. Own that fucking failure. Remember you're human. Don't let any failure, any moment of weakness define you. Get back at that shit. Get the vision in your fucking head and put in the goddamn work. It will happen. I, that is like the epitome of what confidence, what success means to me. I love that. Hell yeah. Absolutely love it. You know, I'm going to drop something right now. I have some news. So Lauren was on the last episode. Mm-hmm. Absolutely adore her. Episodes four and six, you know, I... Originally, she was like, I want to be your co-host. And her and I work so well together. Yeah. Uh, I just kept telling her, I'm like, girl, we got to do something. We have to collaborate. This is magic between me and you. And so I've decided, and we've decided together, to launch a, a spinoff show, right? Right. So, and I envisioned this, and I like had it in my mind, even down to the cover art of what it's going to be. I had it in, in mind, and it came to fruition today, which I'm really excited about. I sent you a photo of it. The cover art is fucking amazing. Okay, so Lauren and I are going to start a new show. I don't. It's weird to call it a podcast show because it's not really a show. It's going to be unlike any other podcast you've ever listened to before. It's basically eavesdropping on our phone calls because the calls that Lauren and I have oh, together are so insane. I fucking imagine like from different types of porn that we're listening to you, to uh, kids st- or watching to kids stories to fucking tough times out there being you know divorced and co-parenting or. Different sexcapades we've had or sharing stories. I mean, like, I call her sometimes and I'm like, oh, my fucking God. Like, I cut you, my nipple in the shower. <laughs> if you think this show is fucking popular, I hung out with I, you guys that night. Yes. That show is going to be fucking insane. Right. So, and I was thinking, I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it Two Hot Milfs in a Telephone. Holy shit. <laughs> I'm so excited about it. I have literally since last Friday. It's the hotline. Yeah. I, I'm like, let's fucking do the thing. We've recorded three. We've recorded three phone calls. Um, it's basically eavesdropping on our calls. I got the cover art. We're going to launch it. I'm going to get six episodes. I don't want to call them episodes because six phone calls. And then I'm going to launch it and we'll see what happens. But I'm really excited about it. You can find us on Instagram. Uh, two hot milfs <laughs> and a telephone. And yeah, this, I, this is, this why is I love something. You. Things come up in your head. Yes. And ideas come in your head. 
and you fucking put the work in. I You're have like, to. we got this. We, we're yes. going to do this. This is going to be incredible. Yeah. And people are going to listen. They're going to fucking enjoy this. I hope, you know, I will tell you the first couple of episodes are hysterical. And, but what I'm saying is, I had that fucking, I believed in this. I knew what I wanted to accomplish and I'm making it happen. And I'm repeating the one and the two for a long time here now. And then three hopefully will come. And it will, no, it will come. It will come. It will come. Yeah. They know hope. Hope's yeah. a bad plan, right? And I mean, we talked about that before. If I can, yes. And if I can just have, I have the visual and I make this shit happen. When I saw the cover art come back, I thought that's exactly what I fucking had in my head. And that's the kind of shit confident people do. Yeah. Confident people. Yep. There's so many examples. I know. (laughs) All right. right. So let's keep going. But the huge news, Lauren and I are starting a spinoff podcast, two hot milfs and a telephone. Let's fucking go, baby. Can't wait. I know. I'm adding it to the list. I got midlife craving. No, hold on. Single mom, full-time job. Midlife Craving Podcast. Mind you, I do everything for this shit. I got two hot milfs and a telephone. And also, I'm launching a sex toy company called Crave Me next month. I can't wait to fu- – I'm going to have a whole episode about that. All these things. And I'm fucking making it happen. And you're a badass motherfucker. Thank you. Working out hard. You're a good friend. Oh, thank you. You kick the shit out of everything. You believe thank in yourself. You. And, and I all, fuck and, hard. And, <laughs> well, a couple people know that. <laughs> I'm out, as everybody I fucking says, I would know that, but I, I'm telling everybody, I don't know that shit. <laughs> Thank you. So yeah, I'm Absolutely. out here kicking ass, take, but that's the definition of it. And that's me. I'm right now on the one and two with that, you right. know? Yeah. I you'll love have, the one, You'll two, have three. your own documentary one day. Oh, you want to follow me around with the camera like Cooney? No. Fuck no. no. I can't wait for you to watch the documentary. It's so fucking good. Okay. So one believe in what I want to accomplish. Right. It will happen. Number two, work hard for it to happen. Damn right. And then number three, repeat steps one and two until it fucking happens. Right. You got to recognize the third step. Yeah. Yep. I love it. I, I, it's it's so simple and it's a great tool for someone to use to achieve their own success. I mean, it, everything, I, almost everything I do, I get that vision in my head mm-hmm. and I go, okay, I know what I got to do. Now I got to go work at it. Yeah. And yep. then- Maybe I fail. Right. Holy shit, I've failed a million times. Mm-hmm. But then I go, okay, go back to one. What's one? It's the vision. Yep. Two, maybe I need to put in more work. I keep that up. You accomplish your goals. That, it's fucking amazing. I love the one, yeah. two. The yeah. one to the two to the two to the three. I need to <laughs> make watching. some kind of rap song from it. <laughs> oh, you know who else has fucking confidence since you're rapping? <laughs> I sent you this. I go, oh, yeah. What a great example of confidence. Heavy fucking D. Fucking love him. Remember that guy from the eight, late, yeah. late 80s? Diddly, 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 diddly. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, Jesus Christ. What other fat rapper danced up and down stairs in a three-piece suit? He did. Damn right. He had confidence. He didn't give two shits what anyone yeah. thought of him. Made millions. Toured the world. Probably had more women or rejected more women than most of us has ever met in our entire mm-hmm. fucking lives. 400-something fucking pounds. Didn't give a shit. Yeah. Other fat rappers just laid on stage and rapped. Yeah. This guy's true. dancing all over the place. That's confidence. It is. And he looked damn good in that three-piece suit, too. I can envision him in the yellow on Arsenio Hall. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Ooh, ooh. Yep. I'm showing my age here. <laughs> a quick quick, quick one. Let's okay. go a different route. Literature. Okay. okay. You ever read Moby Dick? I have not. Oh, my God. It's a good out. book. Captain Ahab, right? That fucking whale bit his leg off. Mm-hmm. Okay. What did he Moby. do? Moby. What did fucking Captain Ahab do? Go, I'm going to give up fishing. I'm going to stand on the dock and cry about it. Or I'm going to move to Nebraska where there's no water. No fucking mm-hmm. whale is going to eat my leg. No, he didn't do any of that shit. He got back into his boat and went into Moby Dick's world. 
Mm. I guarantee he brought tartar sauce in that motherfucking trip. <laughs> he was eating fish. He killed that he, motherfucker. Oh my god! Okay, now I gotta read the story. All right, you gotta watch documentary Kanye. Okay, and I'm gonna read. The, I'm gonna read fucking Moby. You're Day. gonna get the Audible. Okay, listen to it. <laughs> Be flipping pages, hardcover. Right. <laughs> All right. So let me ask you, Uncle Mel. How did you find your self-confidence? Because I know for me, I have not always been confident. Abs- five years ago, five years ago, I was not as confident as I am now. So let's hear your story. Well, um, we could probably do this all day. I know. <laughs> yeah, the both of us have been through yeah. a tremendous amount of stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, from loss, relationships, weight loss, mm-hmm. job changes, all that other stuff. I mean, there's so many journeys. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of them, I had the same damn brain, though, when I was done. So... You know, I really had to put myself in some really uncomfortable situations to make my brain tougher. Mm-hmm. One of them was huge for me. Um, I decided to participate in a rucksack event in D.C. I don't know if you know what rucksack yeah. events are. Mm-hmm. Okay, I did 31 sacks. miles. Yeah, sacks. I knew you'd throw it out there. Rucksack. Sacks. It's a backpack, by the way. Okay, oh, so 31 <laughs> miles for 31 members of our military who died in a helicopter crash mm. uh, in Afghanistan in August of 2011. Okay, I, I signed up in a group of four of us. And two of these guys had participated in over 15 Ironman triathlons. Oh, shit. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> That's intimidating, but your confidence is coming through. Well, it was very intimidating yeah. going into it. Yeah. Because the longest thing I've ever done was the Army 10-miler. Okay, this That's was a beautiful over, run, by the way. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. This this event is over three times the amount. Okay? okay. It's during the middle of the night. It started at 6 o'clock in the afternoon, and we went until 11 or noon the next day. You running with a headlamp? I'll get into that. <laughs> okay. So not only was it during the night, it was during the protest in D.C. Oh, shit. Yes, yeah, so there was all that uh, government protesting going on. People, like, mm-hmm. setting stuff on fire, flipping cars. I mean, they were going nuts. We saw mm-hmm. them twice while, mm-hmm. while we were out there. Um, it's during the middle of all the COVID lockdown stuff. Mm-hmm. We didn't have any food, and we decided not to take any breaks. Wow. Yeah. So. Fuck. Yeah. And it's a ruck event. So we carried weighted plates in our backpacks Mm -hmm. and a couple gallons of water. So I had about somewhere roughly between, like, right around 35 pounds on my back. Mm. Setting out, no breaks, middle of the night. No food. No food, no nothing. Shot blocks. Um, (laughs) Shit. This is that one, two, three thing we were talking about. Yeah. I could have done yep. number two better. I didn't train a lot for this. Mm-hmm. I was just like, fuck it. Let's do it. Like, I I didn't, I could have trained more and I didn't train more. I'd use excuses. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, no, I'm working late. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't have the time, whatever. Those are bullshit excuses. Yeah. I didn't train enough. Um, but I committed to it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, fuck it. Let's go. Lace up the boots. Get at it. So what happened? <laughs> Uh, well, the biggest thing that happened is I learned a lot about myself. During that run? Yeah. Um, Did you make it? You made it? Yeah, we we, we crossed the finish line. Yeah. Uh, but the biggest thing I took out of it is that moving forward is an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. As long as you keep moving forward, you're accomplishing something. Mm-hmm. Um, if I walk slow, I still walked. Yeah. Um, if I sat down, I wasn't going anywhere. If I went backwards and went home... I gave up. Yep. As long as I keep moving. That's all I was doing was keep moving. Mm -hmm. There was a huge stretch. It was up a steep hill. It was like maybe about three or four miles, just completely straight up this steep hill. Um, Mm. And it was about two in the morning when we hit this stretch and we ran out of water. I just got this zone in my head and I said, keep moving. Embrace the fucking pain. 
One, Fuck the water. Yeah. We'll get water afterwards. Mm. Keep fucking moving. Uh, I found myself as the team cheerleader providing inspiration for two assholes who were better at this than me. <laughs> and they were like. That, that mental toughness, though. Like, this guy's moving, man. Let's yeah. keep going. You know, another part of it is that we came across a group and they told us to change our direction. So we only had to do 31 miles. So we we mapped it out to track 31 miles. At any point in time, we could change our direction and still get to 31 miles. But we, I, I was like, why? And, and they go, well, it's a section through Rock Creek Park. It's in the middle of the night and there's no lights back there. Mm. Like you can't see where you're going. And we had fucking flashlights. And first thing I'm like, you you assholes didn't bring flashlights? Yeah. How fucking it's stupid are night, you? Right. Right. Um, so I told the group, I go, well, looks like we're going and we're going with no flashlights. Oh my God. Fuck these people. It wasn't even on asphalt. It was on like mulch trails and we had to climb up rocks and stuff like that. No lights. Wow. The whole time we were laughing. We were laughing at the people who told us not to do do this. Mm -hmm. We were, we were looking for a challenge. There goes that belief factor. Right. That you can. So... We went to the exit stairs as part of it. I don't know if you've ever been there. I, in I love it there. Yep. We ran it. Wow. 30 pounds on our back. We ran the exorcist stairs. It's a cool place. Um, we hit every checkpoint we were supposed to. Mm-hmm. We actually printed out and read bios of all the military members who died that day, like remembering them wow. for like their family members, everything mm-hmm. they did, the military service, um, any kind of awards they won. We we had them all printed out and we would hit certain points and we go, give me one. I'm going to read it out loud. We read it out loud. That's some um, fucking motivation. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. We crossed the finish line. It was like 11.30 the next day. The sun's coming up. We're crossing the finish line. All four of us dropped our packs and ran another mile because a fucking dog died on that helicopter. Wow. And we realized this, and we didn't have, like, the bio for the dog. And I'm like, we got to pay tribute. Mm-hmm. We were talking about doing push-ups. We were like, fuck it, let's run. Like we just, After 30. we just did 31 fucking miles, you <laughs> asshole. And I'm like, screw it. Oh my God. Are we going to hurt more? No. Yeah, no. Are we going to feel better tomorrow? Yes. Wow. So that was a big confidence builder in your life. Yeah, I slept great that night. <laughs> you know, sure, I was tired, right? Yeah. Of course, I was hungry. I was tired or whatever. But I slept great because of the accomplishment. Mm-hmm. I stayed focused on the goal. Mm-hmm. I just kept moving. Yep. I got to that number three. The number three was the finish line. We got T-shirts. We got fucking patches or whatever. But the goal, the goal mm-hmm. was to get it done. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how, like, and that's one event. It's the the stepping stone to your overall confidence. Because I feel like confidence you're always working on. You're always building, you know, and you're leveling up all the time with it. Yeah, level up. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't let my group of two Ironmen intimidate me where I was just going to sit in the back and go, all right, I'll just be quiet back here. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say anything. I made two decisions. I was like, I'm going to lead us up that hill. Yeah. I know you guys can probably do it better, but give me a shot. And they, they were impressed. Yeah. And then go, just going through the woods at night, no lights, middle mm-hmm. of DC during a riot. That's crazy. They're like, well, fuck it. We'll follow this dumb guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's caught. But see, that's how co- another thing people don't think about is confidence really does. You become a leader. Yeah. And that also like boosts you up as well. Like I love that. Like I yeah. mean, I'm definitely a leader. I'm someone that's like I'm a trailblazer for sure. And I like that. You know, like let me let me let me sacrifice. Let me do the hard time. Right. Like I I'm I'm good for it, you right. know. Mm-hmm. I got this. Yeah. It's my favorite words. Yeah. I got this. And by the way, I want to point people to episode 14, The Rise of Mo. We didn't even think about this, Uncle Mo, but we were literally talking all about confidence that entire episode. Wow. And you shared a lot more. Yeah, yeah. How you grew your confidence foundation. Right. You know, but so all, they can point look, to that. 
One, two, and three. Cool. Keep doing it every day. Yeah. We're not perfect. There's no yeah. such thing as a finish line. Nope, there is no I agree. fucking finish line. Mm-hmm. Keep keep improving yourself. Everything will improve. Yeah. So when I think about confidence, I think about my journey. And I think 2016, 2017. Let's talk about 2016. 2016, I was 244 pounds. I was miserable in a marriage. I had $42,000 worth of debt. Credit card debt, I think it was about 18000 The rest was my graduate student loans. And I remember it was February of 2016. And I took that look in the mirror and I was like, I fucking can't deal with this anymore. I hate myself. I hate the way I look. I hate the way I feel. Uh, I'm paying all these monthly payments. It's dragging me down. Like my graduate student loan, I think, was bumping up that year to like fucking $600 a month. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. 2016, I think, was my pivotal year. Um... I couldn't find an ounce of drive inside of me. And all of a sudden, like, I don't know, I just snapped. And that's, for me, was the turning point in my life. I worked my ass off. I saw the vision with my social media company and I did it. I said, I want to work for Chick-fil-A. Like they're a big company. And I don't know why I just wanted to work for like a big company, you know, because I had lots of small businesses. I walked into that fucking Chick-fil-A. He's the owner of three of them, proprietary of of here. And I was like, hi, my name's Adrian Hollister and I'm going to do your social media. Like that's confident. And he gave me the job and I worked my ass off. And in 10 months, I'm not kidding you. I have no reason to lie. I lost 50 pounds. I paid off $42,000 worth of debt in 10 months. That's incredible. Following Dave Ramsey's steps. I highly recommend that. Um, And I remember I cried when I got off the phone. And it was funny to me because like at the same time, like I had caught my ex-husband in an affair. And I thought to myself, I got this. I had built my confidence Mm. over the last 10 months. And I was like, I'm fine. So for me, that was when I changed. That's when I, that's when my confidence came about. But before then, like, you know, was I confident when I was miserable like that? Or I mean, and you know, I wouldn't even say I was fully confident then yet either. Hang on. Let me backtrack here. Cause I'm not, and I'm not perfect Rewind. now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not perfect now, but in 2017, when I was going through a divorce and I lost my business, um, that was devastating t- to me. And I was worried, like, am I going to be capable of keeping the stability for my daughter and keeping her in private school and owning this home? Like, it was very overwhelming. Um, But I did it. I believed I could. And then I did. And that was a huge confidence builder. And I feel like that was really when I was like, wow. Hell yeah. Yeah. Shit, yeah. Yeah. And well, you know what? You, you, you It was a perfect motherfucking storm. It was. And you had to stand on your legs. Yeah. And you had to go, you know what? It's me. Nobody else is going to fucking yeah. do this for me. I need to do it. And you need to do it for your goddamn family, too. So that, that was a motivational factor for you is that I got to be Absolutely. a better parent. I got to be a parent for my daughter. I got to provide a good life for her. I think in a really short way to sum this up is that I grew through what I went through. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the key. I didn't let shit break me. Instead, I let it build me. Right. And that's huge. Um, I think another thing, too, that I really started doing that helped my confidence, and I think what confident people do, I stopped caring what anyone thought of me. Yeah, fuck That's them. a tremendous way to fuck gain confidence. Them. Fuck them. When you stop looking at others for acceptance, when you stop looking at others, and, and like, do you know how many dreams are not fulfilled because someone says, what would they think? Right. Who the fuck is they? I got another big three <laughs> way to build confidence. Step one, fuck them. Step two, fuck them. Step three, fuck them. Yeah. I mean, that's really simple, right? But it's so true. And people live in fear of what others will think or say. And that is such, 
it's such a disservice to the world. There's so much magic that people can make, but they let others hold them the back. Guy, the guy that I work with today was telling me about something medically that's going on with him that might prevent him from doing his job. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I don't want to let the boss down. And I go, fuck them. Right. Do they fucking rub your shoulders when you come home? Mm-hmm. No. Right. Is your medical thing going to like hold you back from doing your job? Mm-hmm. Then make a, stand up on your feet and make a decision. I will tell you, 2017 was my my divorce and all those things. That, 2016, lost the weight, got out of debt. 2017, dropped a husband. <laughs> but really, really, really built my confidence because I survived some serious shit. You know? mm-hmm. And then I'm like, wow, look what I did. That cookie jar mentality that Damn David right. Goggins talks about. Okay. But my confidence really soared, I feel like. A year ago when I got out of my relationship with, you know, Prince Charming, which was really tough for me to do. And I stopped giving a fuck what people thought about me. Yeah. And I truly meant and lived by that. God damn that right. was the key. Another fist yes. bump. Yes. There it is. <laughs> I started to, you know, consider the source of others and their insecurities. And I just simply stopped trying to prove myself. That's the differentiator between me, Adrian in 2022 and Adrian in 2000. 20 when I first started the show, Good. you know, so I've made incredible strides. And if you listen, you can listen to, to my journey. Uh, I'm still growing and motherfucker. I'm not my best yet. I, w- I I'm always going to be working and always be moving towards more and aiming higher, looking over that fence, you know, like let's, let's go a level higher. Damn right. <laughs> level up. Yeah, for sure. All right. So one of the things I really want to talk about was this chart that you sent me and I love it because it is confident people versus insecure people. Look, we're going to print this son of a bitch out. Yeah. We're going to put it in this room somewhere. Okay. You're going to make gonna everybody who comes on this show, they got to fucking read it. Yeah. All right. So I printed it out. Okay. So let's talk about this. And I'm going to go through. This to me was so clear. And I'm really proud of myself because I was like, wow, I I embody all of the confident things. I love that. I'm not saying I'm perfect. And right. I have some insecurities. But majority is confident. And I'm like, so proud of myself. Right. I got okay. things I got to work on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's one of the things that confident people do is they accept their flaws. and they work right. toward- Yeah. Okay. So number one is confident people are open-minded. Insecure people are closed-minded. That's right. a huge thing. Uh, confident people give compliments Insecure people seek validation. <laughs> I can't, you know, that's one of my <laughs> biggest red flags. When I someone co- says, did you notice I lost weight? Or did yeah. you notice my new car? Right. Like, I don't, seeking that validation is a big red flag for me. I call these people advertisers or uh, self-proclaimed experts. Yeah. And you know who they are because you see them on fucking Facebook bragging constantly. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're just hiding behind the fact they have no fucking clue what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. When, when I was a kid, my dad got me into boxing. All right. I went to a boxing gym. He was really big into it. Mm-hmm. I, it was a good sport, toughen, toughen his kid up. But he yeah. always said, he goes, if anyone ever tells you they got in a fight and kicked someone's ass, they're just trying to scare you out of fighting them. Mm-hmm. That's what these motherfuckers yeah, do. Yeah, it's so true. All right, so this is a big one. Confident people are willing to learn from others. Insecure people make there are know-it-alls, and yeah. they make excuses for everything. Oh, my God. Excuse, yeah. What did I tell you the other day? Excuses are the nails used to build the house of failure. Mm-hmm. They'll fall apart. The nails are going to pop yeah. out, right? Yep. And it's the excuses they tell to themselves. Yes. They're not even telling you. They're trying to yeah. convince, convince themselves. Convince themselves. Yep. They, they, they'll lie to you all day. It's their loss. So confident people take responsibility for mm-hmm. their thoughts, feelings, actions, and results. That's accountability. Mm-hmm. Also, listen. Big time. This is something I always remind myself. Mm-hmm. People with less can do more. Mm-hmm. Always. 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 Yep. So remember that. Yep. Uh, confident people operate on principles. Insecure people do what feels good. Right. 
This is a big one. Confident people admit mistakes. Insecure people blame others. <laughs> I mean, that is a huge one. Isn't that obvious? Dead giveaway. <laughs> Aren't you now starting to see people and you can place them in these Uncle Mel, lines? I so can. Like people can. you know? I yeah. so can. In fact, I, you know, I For was, both sides. For yeah, both sides. I told you. Oh, shit. <laughs> now you got to say, I told you again. Again. Beat up your fucking mic. fucking <laughs> Listen, I told you about that fucking guy that I was talking to that I met on my app. You know, I know, whatever. Don't judge me. But he it was like showing signs of like insecurity and, you know, I don't know. I just I just got like this gut check. Okay, so maybe if you're continuing with your apps or whatever your your shit is, uh-huh. give somebody like a like a point scale on this. Mm-hmm. 3 points on one side. All right. Yeah. You get to meet Adrian. 3 points on the other side. Go fuck yourself. But like, I just, he was saying things like, I'm going to make an exception for you. And I'm so intrigued by you. And don't forget about me. And I was like, oh, there's so many insecure red flags. Yeah, so I was like, like hey, he's listen. talking about himself a lot too. Yeah. I know. I was like, uh, we're done. All right. So anyways, the next one, all right, here's a big one. Confident people are positive thinkers. Insecure people are negative thinkers. That's number one. Right. A confidence. Do we I, ever, do, sometimes we do. Sometimes we have conversations where we're like, man, I don't know if I can do that. Mm-hmm. And then somebody will kick it in. Yeah, uh, I think you're fucking bullshitting yourself yeah. right now mm-hmm. because I know you can. There's a famous quote, whether you think you can or can't, you're right. Correct. Mm-hmm. That is perfect. It is. Absolutely. Okay, so confident people, this is me, are risk takers and oh, insecure yeah. people, they stay in their comfort zone. Yeah, fuck comfort zones. I agree. Oh, I God. thrive in uncomfortable. Your comfort zone was, <laughs> you described it already. Yeah. You, you're Adrian before this show or yeah. Adrian a few years back yep. when you would deal with people's bullshit. Yep, not anymore. You know, unsuccessful marriage, up to years in debt, mm-hmm. overweight, whatever the fuck it is. Those mm-hmm. were those were all comfort zones. They felt Absolutely. good. Absolutely. I love beating myself up. Mm-hmm. I do too now. I don't like my brain to be comfortable. And, you know, as a risk taker, how do you know what you can do until you fucking do it? I know. So everything we do in life is a risk. Mm-hmm. New relationships, leaving a job you hate. Fucking traveling's a goddamn risk. Yeah. Right? Look at me in the Bahamas. Yeah, right? <laughs> this big scary world with all the news is telling us we're going to die. You know what? Fuck the news, by mm-hmm. the way. Let's oh, insert yeah. that for a second. Uh, turn I always, the TV off. Dude, I think the news is nothing but a scare tactic that's designed to get us insecure mm-hmm. so big fucking companies can sell us their bullshit products. Had a rough day? Take this pill. Absolutely. Right? Feeling stuck? Drink this beer. Absolutely. Uh, Tired to Propaganda. look like a moron? Buy this car. Mm-hmm. That's what the fucking news does. It keeps us insecure. Dollar dollar bills, yo. Yep. Yeah, line in their pockets. Yeah, oh. man. Oh, don't even get me started. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's a huge one, and I really like this because I'm going to tell you something. This is a big red flag for me when I, when I think about friendships. Okay, so confident people never talk negatively about others. Insecure people gossip. Oh my god, the fucking Let's, gossipers! And let me just t- go ahead. You tell me. I have a take on this. They're fucking cockroaches. Yeah, they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Fucking yep. gossipers are everywhere. If there's one thing that's guaranteed about these fucking cockroaches, mm-hmm. they're going to talk about your ass as soon as you leave the fucking room. That's what I was going to say. Yep. The same shit they're talking about someone else, they're turning around and saying that's sh- the same shit about you to them. Yeah. All all these people do is they take something they don't like about you and use it as a deflection so people won't see what they fucking suck mm-hmm. at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck those cockroaches. Yep, I agree. <laughs> that is a huge re- that's a huge red flag for me, and I keep those people at a distance. One hundred percent. Uh confidence people, I like this, is an abundance mindset giver. 
And then an insecure person is scarcity mindset taker. Oh, that's Those great. Those takers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a big difference. Uh, a confident person accepts others' differences. I pride myself on that, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I take the time to think. So do I. And then insecure people are judgmental. Judgmental as fuck. Yeah. Because they're insecure. Cockroaches. About themselves. Yep. Uh, this is a good one for me, too, because, you know, you're always la- I'm always laughing at myself. Uh, confident people always laugh at themselves and insecure people are always worried about what will they think. If it makes you feel better, I laugh at you, too. I'm glad that you do. I laugh at my. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm a funny looking gal. <laughs> All right. So uh, we're getting to the end here. Confident people make decisions quickly and insecure people can't make decisions. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes they're the wrong decisions, you know. Um, or there's some sort of consequence to their decision. Yeah. But they made the fucking decision. Right. Right? I mean, I'd rather make a mistake moving forward and stay in the same place in my comfort zone mm-hmm. and not having anybody believe in me or my actions because I can't make a fucking decision. Yep. So right or wrong, I'm going to step forward. Yep. I, I I love this one. And I think I am someone who makes decisions quickly, especially when it comes to business. And it's, yes, I failed. Absolutely. And I will fail more, but I have grown and learned from those experiences. Like for instance, this podcast with Lauren, two hot milfs and a telephone <laughs> plug. Um, I thought about it. We are launching it. We're doing it. We already recorded three shows in a, in a matter of a week's time. Okay? I believe it. I made a decision and I'm fucking going for it. Damn right. And if I fail, oh, well. And I had a conversation with her because I had like a, a serious conversation with her. I was like, hey, this is what it means to do this. This is what it means to be all in with me. Um, and this is the level that I expect that we expect together because, you know, I'm the podcaster and she's coming on. By the way, Lauren has the best spirit ever, doesn't she? Yeah. Uh, and we work really well together. But I'm like, hey, like, let's talk serious shit. And we're making these decisions. And I said, hey, this is either going to be really, really good or it'll be mediocre or it might fucking flop. I don't know. But either way, we're going to say we did it and we're going to say we tried. You have to. I mean, not making decisions. You you waste so much that could be possible. The possibilities are endless for me. The possibilities are completely stifled for them. I had somebody tell me once that a graveyard is filled with people with unaccomplished dreams. Mm. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's so some true. shit. Do you know they said that the number one thing? Oh my god, I've taught, I've googled this before, and I and I think I saw it on a TikTok. I saw on TikTok that someone said the number one thing people say before they die about regrets is not going for more, not risking more. I mean, in living in a comfort zone. I mean, of course, you know your family or friends are, but like the biggest thing is not putting themselves out there, not accomplishing more, well, not going for what they want and what they love in life. Shout out to my grandfather. God rest his soul. I talked to him a week before he died. Mm-hmm. He goes, I did it all. There you go. I did it all. You know, I think a lot of people through this whole COVID thing and yada, 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 I'm not insensitive uh, to death. I'm not afraid of death. I yeah. mean, the biggest thing is that I want to be on this earth for my baby girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's my number one. Uh I'm not afraid of dying. And it's, I think the reason why is because I I live. I'm not existing. I'm not an existing. Right. Want, wandering. In my, I'm not in my hamster wheel. I'm out here living all day, every but fucking also, day. But also, I don't think about dying. I think about living. Yeah, same. I agree. It's where your same. brain is. Yeah. You know, like, I yep. think about, but wake up every day, what do I say? Kick, Kick the, the day in the, in the dick. dick. Yes. Send you a fist bump, right? I love it. That's where the confidence starts. Yep, it does. Could you imagine, like, let's say... Let's say, uh, I don't know, you play football, Mm -hmm. okay? And it's a fucking Super Bowl. And there's one second left on the clock. One score wins. Coach says, 
let's put Adrian in. She's going to catch the pass so we can win the game. And the whole team goes, what? What? Why the fuck did you pick her? Mm -hmm. She drops balls all the time. Mm -hmm. She she probably can't do this. I mean, how are you going to feel? Yeah. How are you going to feel lining up? Are you going to be like, oh, I got this? Are you going to be like, shit, (laughs) all this pressure is on me. I don't know what I'm going to fucking do. Mm -hmm. I might drop the ball. It's going to be on national television. The Super Bowl time half show. Everybody fucking loved it. Why am I going to send them home with some terrible performance? Mm -hmm. What if the whole team went up to you? Yep. Fist bump. Game changer. You got this shit. You fucking got this. We're going to fucking win the Super Bowl. It makes the, the, all the We're going to have a world. fucking parade. Mm-hmm. We're going to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated. How are you going to feel now lining up at that line? This is, you know what? We're talking about the cycle of building your confidence steps one through th- one, two, three. This is a quick cycle. Number one, I'm going to believe in myself and I'm going to envision it. I'm going to envision that parade. Number two, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to pump my legs as hard as I can. I'm going to fucking grasp that ball and get the touchdown. And then number three, I'm going to keep doing it again and again and again after that. Like that's what confidence is right there. And what if you drop the ball? Short iteration right there. What if you drop the ball? I'm not afraid to fail. I'm coming back. I'll learn. I'll, I'll learn be in the and next I'll be better. Fucking Super Bowl. Yep, exactly. I'll be back. Yep. That's what all the greats have done. Right. Not everybody wins all the time. Right. You know? Okay, so this is one of my one of my favorite ones too. This is the last one between confident people versus insecure people. Confident people keep learning and growing. Yeah. Insecure people are stay stuck in old ways and bad habits. That's like the epitome of the difference between a confident person and an insecure person. Well, that I got a great example for risk. you. Yeah. Remember when I said I never wanted to come back on your show because I thought it was nothing but a sex podcast? Stop. <laughs> right. But I told you that, right? Yeah. But I learned a little bit more about you and what you're doing with this yeah. and what you're doing for other people. Mm-hmm. You showed me examples of how your show helps people. Yeah. And I went, damn. Not just all about sucking dick. Fuck yeah, I'm coming yeah. back. Yeah, absolutely. In between those episodes yeah. of all the other stuff. I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, let's do this. You know, I love my episodes with you because it shows a different side of me. Yeah. Yes, I'm Adrian the Nympho, but I am so much more than that in yeah. life, you know? And I believe in this shit. Damn right you And do. I want to say something. You know, a confident person doesn't live in those cycles. I talk a lot about cycles on my show and breaking those cycles. You know, insecure people, they're staying stuck in those old ways and those bad habits. And then they look around the room and think... Why is this always happening to me? Oh, God. <laughs> We're gonna, let, that's a perfect segue into the next thing I want to talk about, okay. the victim mentality. Oh, I God. mean, oh. it's <laughs> even saying the word. Oh, God. So that, you know, woe is me. Woe is me. And I love people who are like, I don't know why these things keep happening to me. Why do these things always happen to me, Adrian? <laughs> it's so weird. Uh, I think to myself, because, you know, I'm, I'm 40 years old. People around me, they're 40, 48. 50, and you can't point the fucking finger forever, okay? Unless you get in front of a mirror. Exactly. That's the only place that's, that's acceptable to point the finger because you're pointing right. it at yourself. Okay. Uh, I love this quote. It goes, everything happens for a reason. Sometimes that reason is that you're stupid and you make bad choices. Yeah, listen up. Like, I mean, seriously. Like, listen there's up. Sometimes people are complaining to me and I think to myself, so you made the bed and now you're lying in it and you want to complain to me that it's hot. And uncomfortable. I'm confused. <laughs> right. What, what, make up your mind. Right. Exactly. So I've, I've said this time and time again. I, I don't know if I've ever said it on your show or in front of you, mm-hmm. but it's really hard to see the label on your jar if you're fucking stuck inside of it. Mm. Okay. Most people Huge. nowadays are stuck in a jar that reads victim. Mm-hmm. Right. But most of these people are victimizing themselves. Yeah. They put themselves in their fucking jar. Absolutely. 
And you know what? Hey, if this podcast helps anybody release the lids of their victim jars, yes, then we accomplish something, right? Absolutely. You know, get the fuck out of your victim jars, people. They're stored in the anxiety section of your woe is me store. Oh, the anxiety. You know, I do when I, when I went through my divorce. I I never. I was one of those people that were like, "Oh, you're depressed. Snap out of it." When I went through my divorce, I realized what real depression is, and I understand that. And I know anxiety is a real thing, but I think it is way overused nowadays. Oh my god, <laughs> it's an excuse that's, a that, lot of the time. Second time I puked on your show in my mouth. It's that <laughs> word right there, that anxiety word. I mean, yeah. let's talk about it. Okay. I know it gets used a lot. I hear it all the time. People suffer from anxiety. There's medication to combat the anxiety. There's a place mm-hmm. where you can go to combat your anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know, fuck your anxiety. It's your anxiety. Yeah. You got to fucking deal with it. No matter what pill, no matter what place you go to, no matter what book you read, no matter what self-help thing you do, it's yours. You got to fucking own it. You yeah. want a cure? Get a fucking mirror and stand in front of it and tell yourself you're sick of feeding that fucking monster that's fueling your anxious thoughts. Yes. Let that bitch starve. Can I tell you something else too? People that abuse alcohol or drugs, that only fuels anxiety. So it put, let's put that out there really quickly because I know a lot of alcoholics that are like, I'm so anxious. And it's like, well, you drink every fucking day. Right. Well, that victim personality. Or you're popping a line in your fucking nose. Right. There's it, a reason well, whatever why. you're doing, you're talking yourself out yes. of your goals. Yep. And you're using one word as an excuse. Pointing the blame to something or someone else. Right. To, or to something Insecure. that's been prescribed Maybe. to you even. It's saying yeah. somebody, they, like doctors will go say, well, you have high anxiety. So we're going to prescribe you something that's going to change and alter your fucking mind. Mm. No, get a goddamn mirror. Yeah. I agree. Invest in yourself. Cut the bullshit. You know, and I'm is- not saying anxiety is not real. I'm not saying that. But I think... It is a pacifier for a lot of people. Right. An excuse. I, I agree for a with lot you. I'm just sick of the term. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure I had something that Listen, could be labeled as anxiety myself. I'm anxious about launching this fucking sex toy company. I'm anxious about fucking launching a new spinoff show with Lauren. Like, we're anxious together about it. Right. But am I going to use it as an excuse to stop me? No. Right. That's that's the, that's the bottom line. This has to be why I'm single. <laughs> has to be. You know, whatever. I know what I'm attracted to, and I'm attracted to confident women. Yeah. Okay? If a woman shows me all the excuses why she has problems and mm-hmm. holds no fucking plan to change them or doesn't have any accountability or issues, I'm out. Oh, my God. I'm Agreed. out that door dancing like heavy fucking D. Can we talk about lacking confidence in the dating world? Yeah. I mean, we can make a whole episode about this, oh honestly. God. let's. We're going to do high level. We're going to do cliff note version here. I fucking hate people that are like, sorry. Right, we could do a live, like a speed dating thing, and like we put a stamp on their face. Yeah, you insecure. Know, bing, insecure. Yes. Yep. Black confident. confidence. Yeah. 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 Bing. Oh, I can. Yeah. Let right. me tell you. I can tell you which one's gonna have more tallies. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like I hate the I'm sorry, or like I had a guy text me and he was like, "Happy Friday, by the way." What does that mean? What does "by the way" mean? Like, are you are you sad that you didn't text me the last three days? Was every, I was like, has every fucking fuck? Friday suck for you usually? Can I tell you something I'm really sick and tired of right now? Working for the weekends. I'm done with that mentality. Anybody who says like, oh, I got the case of the Mondays or hey, TGIF. No, it's another fucking day that I'm grinding right. and I'm pushing and I'm working hard. Monday and Friday, don't give a fuck. And I, neither do all the days in between. I know. I'm tired of that mentality. I actually just told a coworker that because she was like, oh, I'm so glad it's Friday. And I'm like, don't say that. 
Today's just another day that you're working towards a goal. Right. I'm not living for that anymore. I'm not, I mean, yes, it's nice. You get to sleep in you get to do like your little fucking events, but I don't want to, I don't want to live my life for the weekends. I don't want to think it's like this inevitable dread that I have to face for five days out of seven. Like, I don't want to break that up. I'm, I'm breaking that mentality you know what right I, now. What I hear when you say that, I mean, other than the lover boy song that's going off in my head right now, <laughs> but if somebody says they're living for the weekend, did, are you saying you take steps back in life on yeah. the weekend? It's like I work really hard Monday through Friday and then I just waste my fucking money and my time and my energy or, on Saturday and Sunday. Are you telling me that you only exist Monday through Friday and then you only live two days a week? That's right. fucking tragic. Hey, get another job. Exactly. I mean, look. Uh, Cockroaches. I'm about this. Yeah. <laughs> Cockroaches in your comfort zone. I had another guy that texted me and he was like, I suck at this. And I'm like, you do. Bye-bye. We're done. Yeah, it's so goodbye. insecure. Lack of confidence, I'm out. Uh, and then can we talk about the always, like Debbie Downers, the always negative girl or guy? Ew. I, I, you have, I know you've taught, you told me situations about this. It is the biggest turnoff. Ladies, yeah. men, if you're always down, always woe is me. I don't want to be around that shit because you want to know what? Your negativity starts to run off on me. Now, my dad always told me. Looks aren't everything, but they sure beat second place. <laughs> right? That was his way of being lighthearted about it. Yeah. But if you can't have conversations with each other or help each other out or just be there to clap for that person when they win an award or get a promotion or do whatever, mm-hmm. and the first thing that comes to your mind is something negative, out the door. It reminds me of when I paid off my debt when I talked about in 2016. I'll never forget. I told my ex-husband, I was like, I want to go out to dinner. I want to treat myself. And we're at the table and he's insecure. And he looked at me and he goes, oh, you think you're so fucking cool now that you're debt free. I will never fucking forget that. I looked at him and I was just like, fuck you. Any confident, strong, supportive man in my life would be so fucking proud of me right now and not putting me down just because you're in debt and because you have problems with money. Like that was such a huge red flag for me. I, I told you I about can't even that. tell you. I told you about that uh that girlfriend I had for years that would just put me down mm-hmm. all the time. And uh there was one time I won an award at, at my job. She didn't mm-hmm. even come to an award ceremony and she kind of was like, So you whatever, you're still you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Well, yeah, me. At least I'm not fucking you though. Yeah. Like at least I'm not you and your shitty personality. Mm-hmm. And you know, these people that we're surrounding ourselves with, people that I want to align myself with. It's vital to who I'm going to be. If I'm around negativity, my life's going to be negative. I don't want to be around that shit. Yeah, we absorb stuff. Mm-hmm. You try not to. That's why I try to hang out with good people that are going to support you, promote you, uh, have the same mindset as you, grind like you. Yes, it's have been one goals. huge game changer in my life right now. I have cut the fucking fat. They gone and look at my life now. Right. You and know, I'm not trying to say I'm all that, but right. I'm pretty proud of where I Also, come from. I try not to down on other people. If I'm not me hanging either. out with you, I'm just not hanging out with you. Yeah. It really has more to do with me than it does you. Yep. Same. I mean, I totally believe we're the sum of the people that we surround ourselves with. I mean, if you hang out with five fucking losers, you're the sixth one. I cannot fucking love this mentality. And if you hang out with five fucking millionaires, you're the sixth Damn one. Damn right. Yeah. It's so fucking true. Damn right. You know, my grandmother, my Grammy, shout out to her. She's given me a lot of amazing little uh, tips and one-liners in my life. And one of them is, if you don't have an issue, that's an issue. And the other one is, she said, Adrian, the books you read and the people you surround yourself with are paramount to who you are as a person in life. Damn right. That's always suck with me that she said that, you know. That's incredible. Shout out to Grams. I got to go down hey, there Grams. and see her. Both shout oh, yeah. out to our grandparents. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. Good. Yep. You know what? You know why your grandparents, you know why you're close with your grandparents? 
Because he's See, fucking awesome. You got a common enemy, their parents. Oh, <laughs> good one. <laughs> their child, your parent. But yeah, you're, that's, why you're, that's why you're close. But I'll, you know, the linear, I mean, my grandfather, that motherfucker was insane. He was an incredible person, had mm-hmm. great wisdom, was tough, stood up. Four kids living in a row house, inner city uh, Philadelphia. Yeah, my grandparents have the stories too. And it's they lived, they grew through what they went through, right? They grew through what they go through and they lived and they learned. Whenever someone that's older than, and wiser than me starts speaking, I listen. Right. Let me tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's, but anytime my shit. grandfather talked, I shut up. Yes. And then same thing happened when it became my mom. Mm-hmm. And I just, I sat, I shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yep. It's crazy that both of them are my only family members on that, that side of my family that are dead. Mm. But now they're alone together, hanging out, having good yep. advice, having some fucking light beer, kicking back, dancing, you, you know, like I'm good proud from this us. point. Yeah, Down very proud of very us. Very proud. Absolutely. Yep. All right. So we talked about lack of confidence in dating. I mean, we can have a whole episode about that. Yeah. Let's talk about lack of confidence in the bedroom because for me, confidence is key. It is the number one thing for me, like I said earlier. Um, if you lack confidence in the bedroom, that's a huge turnoff for me. I feel like lacking confidence in the bedroom makes exploring uncomfortable, right? It creates tension too, because it's like, I don't really want to do that. It lacks creativity. And it just make, it makes the person, they're scared to step out of their comfort zone, which to me is this vanilla and boring. Right. You know, like insecurity in the bedroom, like all that stuff starts coming out. And I think to myself, they're not getting called back. <laughs> right. And I want to talk about, uh, you know, I say confidence is the biggest turn on for me and it's so attractive, but I've noticed how it like physically impacts people. Like something that insecure men that I've fucked, they've been like, we're changing positions. Right. And they're like, oh, I got to get hard again. And I'm like, bro, really? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, for real, for real? Like, I've noticed that. Like, it's a physical thing, too. Like, I mean, you're just lacking the confidence and this, like, I don't know. And I'm not trying to knock people. I know I know, shit happens, but it's, like, continuously happening with someone. I'm they like, make medicine for that. I know. No, but I'm saying, like, it's just they just lack the confidence. Or if I'm like, hey, fuck me up against this wall or fuck me in front of the, you know, glass doors by the patio. And they're like, oh, I don't feel comfortable doing that. I'm not confident to do that. And it's like, oh, and then they go soft and it's like, okay, let's go back to the bed. This is why, like, I, I can't, I can't deal with well, that. Well, you know, going back to the cockroach <laughs> theory, a lot of guys are shit talkers. A lot of them, oh, that, that yes. are, a lot of them are sending you messages and saying, mm-hmm. "Oh, I'd like to hang out with you. Or this is what I'd do to you, or whatever." Mm-hmm. They're fucking full of shit. Mm-hmm. I know so many men that have told me it's just like the boxing thing, right? You tell me about how many fights you got in because mm-hmm. you never gotten any. And I've had so many men I know tell me about all these sexcapades they have. Mm-hmm. I'm like, motherfucker, you didn't fucking do that. I know somebody who did that. I'm sitting in a room with her right now. Yeah. <laughs> And the reason yeah. why I know is because you're confident when you talk about it. Yeah. And you don't hide it either. It's mm-hmm. like, this is really you. This is who you fucking are. And you don't mm-hmm. give a shit if people think about it. Yeah. But, and I mean, it's just important to know. I wasn't always this way. It took the path. And it takes those one, two, and three steps. I love going back to that because it really is true. I see the vision. I believe in the vision. And I work really fucking hard at it. Right. That's that continuous step three, you know? That's that what conf- it's all about. The, the confidence in the bedroom, too, thing. I mean, it, you got to have it. 24 hours. Yeah. I, I've been around women that they're not oh. comfortable in their own skin unless they're drinking alcohol. 
you know, or unless it's late at night and the lights are off. It physically affects women in the bedroom too, because they're like, I'm insecure about my belly. I'm insecure about my back roll. Like that sucks. Cause you're like, bitch, I don't care about your, I don't care about the jelly roll. I'm going to fuck you right now. And and men do it too. And it turns you off. I can, I can tell you a couple times in my life, I've been ripped. I had a six pack, all that stuff. I look great naked, Mm -hmm. right? I look good in a mirror. Mm -hmm. And there's times where I'm not like that. I just, you know, I let myself go. I'm a little flabbier than usual, but you know what? I ain't fucking you with my belly. I'm not perfect. I have stretch marks. I, right. you know, I had a tummy tuck. I have a, I have a big scar across my belly. I don't give a fuck. Right. You know, Doctor B had me. My legs are spread in the air. He's doing all these things. I'm like, I don't care. No, I've heard. And that I've means- listened to your show before. <laughs> And like it would be a turnoff to him if I if I was always like pulling my, or I have to fuck in a shirt or I have to pull my shirt down or I have to cover up this no fuck that I'm like bitch I'm hanging loose right you know because I'm confident you know but all the time too yes like not right not like is all right my, now is now this my I, high noon yeah okay but not like okay now I want to get it on because it took me right fucking seventy fucking hours to build up confidence and now the lights are shining yeah. at a certain shade or whatever. And, I, and I have the right socks on or whatever bullshit it is. Right, it's right, like, right. if you cut it in and out, you're missing opportunities. And I want to say something else too. Like, yes, you can fuck the shit out of me. You can be the best sex I've ever had. But outside of the bathroom, if it's like, if outside of the bedroom, if it's like, I'm sad, I don't think I can do that. That's a bigger turn off yeah. than inside. Like, so you got to have both in and out of the bedroom. Well, the word I can't means I won't. Mm-hmm. That's what it fucking yep. means. Agreed. You know, another thing, to go back to it, mm-hmm. the alcohol shit, mm-hmm. okay? If a woman needs to get fucking ripped to mm-hmm. feel confident to get into a bedroom, right? it's Hard having pass. the opposite effect on a man. Mm-hmm. The more a man drinks, right? the more disappointing feelings you're going to have about his performance. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be his best. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I like drunk sex, though. Yeah. Sometimes it's like the Whatever. perfect mix and it's like fucking hard, rock solid for a long time. But, you know, and also the same inhibitions, time, though, I do like how inhibitions like Prince Charming used to eat my ass when he was really drunk and I like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's that confidence thing where you don't hold anything back right there. There it is. <laughs> I mean, I'm just keeping it real. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Incredible. How All confident right. are you? I've got a podcast. I talk about salad tossing with my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> That's how fucking confident I am. <laughs> and I don't give a fuck. No. Nope. Okay, so before we go, I really want to talk about confidence versus cocky. Because there is a motherfucking difference, and we got to talk about it. Absolutely. Um, a significant difference, no doubt. So something that – so I was talking – I was at work. And this goes – I mean, it applies everywhere. And it's a fine line between confidence and cocky. I was dealing with this executive – or whatever. And uh, he was boasting about his admin and, oh, my admin does all that work. And, oh, please send that to my admin. He manages my calendar. And I'm like, you are the biggest fucking pussy. Like, how small is your cock right now? Like, it was such a turnoff to me. That's not thing. Confident people, I'm so turned off by that shit. Right. Don't boost your ego in front of me. Like, right. I can spot egotistical, egotistical maniacs from fucking anywhere. And I hate that. It's the biggest turnoff. Like, ugh, nope, done. But I want to say, that's a cocky motherfucker. All right, so I got a little chart here. Confidence versus cockiness. Hell yeah. All right, so confident people feel good about themselves. Cocky people, they don't feel good, but they pretend. Right. And you can see through that shit. The Cockroaches. Yep. Oh, I love it. It's cocks. Uh, yeah, cocks. There's, Dor- there's Dory. God, I love a good cock. Mm. Okay. Confident people are opening are open to receiving feedback. That's huge. You know, constructive criticism. Right. Right. 
cocky people are afraid to receive feedback because they don't want to hear it. You can see it every time. Mm-hmm. Anytime you open your mouth and give a review for something, you can see somebody going into defensive mode. Yes. And then absolutely. they're going to lash back. Mm-hmm. But yet, everybody says, oh, we can all improve. Mm-hmm. Well, how are you going to know what you can improve on if, you're not if you don't accept yep. mm-hmm. what people see? Yep. So confident people believe in their skills. Cocky people doubt their skills. That's the insecurity coming out. Yeah, and they probably don't – they obviously don't tell you. Right, right. All right, I love this next one. Confident people are strong. Cocky people are insecure. There we go. It's right Right, there. But it's not like I can pick up heavy things strong. Right. It's like their strength is so good that in like any time I've had a moment of weakness, I know who to go to. Yes. I know who those strong people are that are going to – Make me believe in myself You're again someone and lift me back for up. Me. Absolutely. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is a big one. Confident people manage rejection. Cocky people fear rejection. Not That's only do they fear it, they deflect it. Yes. Yep. Oh my God. And I will tell you, like the conf- like managing rejection, like rejection is going to happen and that's okay. Right. Like I think just accepting I'm not perfect. Like I'm very humble. Like I know that I make mistakes. I know I have lots of flaws. I'm okay with that. I'm working on it. You know, someone that's cocky, they're fucking Mr. Perfect. Like, oh, yeah, I hate yeah, right. that mentality. You know, this reminds oh. me of a word that I use all the time. It's detachment. Have you ever mm-hmm, heard, heard mm-hmm. me use the word detachment? Oh, yeah. Like I'm not going to hang on to where I fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to advertise it either. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you I fucked up. Right. I'm going to detach that situation, go back to step one. I love that. Yeah, because people get consumed by that. People yeah. People get consumed. Like, look what's happening around the world. They feel consumed in fear, consumed in, in, in failure. And it's like, no, see what you can do. People talk about it. Like, they openly talk about it. I know somebody, and this happened recently. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, man, how's your week? What's going on? Eight fucking billion things that you suck at yeah it's like uh so did you consider jumping off the bay bridge or not like <laughs> yeah, yeah. what the fuck man I like know. what the fuck is wrong get a goddamn mirror Boop, like it's such a turn off yeah it's i mean the, the funny thing is i always you know me and my other jobs and what i do for a living i'm always around like a bunch of guys like, yeah no, no no shit right mm-hmm. but i always say this like oh, yeah, i got some fucking advice for you number one put your hands in your pants <laughs> step two you feel his balls? <laughs> Step three, you're a fucking man. Okay? What about you don't me? Have to I prove have big balls. You have huge fucking... You have bigger have... balls than most of the men I know. <laughs> I love my big balls. Grande. Mm-hmm. More caliente. There goes Dory again. <laughs> I do always say, Katina and I both always say, I hope in my next life I have a big fucking cock. Wow. Medium-sized balls. Not the big... I don't, I don't need big balls. I want a big cock. Well, belt. do you like riding bicycles? Because it's hard. Like you know, I always wonder. <laughs> kind of sucks. I always wonder, like, if I have balls or a big cock. Like, when you sit down, do you like, like, do you like thrust your hips? Up I got so, friends like, that <laughs> race. They race bicycles. They race like mountain bikes. Uh-huh. They time up, and I'm like, Jesus Christ! Should I call you Susan? That thing's got to be gone. You just did like fucking 15 miles through the dirt. <laughs> Maybe they got them like all tied, strapped up. I don't, I don't know. know. I'm not doing it. Oh my! I, you know my favorite kind of cock is like a nice big seven inch girthy, like perfect big cock, and then like medium sized balls. Because I've seen really big balls, and I'm like, oh god, that's un- is that uncomfortable? <laughs> and I will tell you, I feel like there's a direct correlation between men that wear boxers and boxer briefs. Men that wear boxers, I feel like their balls hang lower. <laughs> I don't know. If this is Thanks you having you're fun, giving me right now, or you being confident talking about. <laughs> 
balls. I love balls. Yeah, you're, and you're confident about talking yeah. about it because you're like recording yourself. Mouth. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> this is not being cocky at all. No, I'm. I'm not. I'm not cocky. Although I love cock. There we okay, go. Here Dory we go. Again. All right. All right. All right. I'll calm my tits. <laughs> I know. I love talking about. Okay. What do you feel about cockiness? Okay. Well, I pronounce it differently. <laughs> go ahead. So confidence versus cockiness. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. It's hard to, to like, look hard. at it. Because some people are like, man, that guy's fucking cocky as shit, right? Why? Because you believe in yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, for me, confidence is earned. Yes. Cockiness isn't earned. You didn't earn that. You know, I never put on a show and I tell people things about what, you know, I accomplished or the journey it took me to get there. Mm-hmm. If you want to know, cool, right? Yeah. I'll fucking come on the show and talk about it, mm-hmm. right? I don't tell people about that rucksack run. Yeah. I, this like one of the first times I talked about like what I went through on that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, could you imagine going into that dive bar that we always go to and be like, "Hey, motherfuckers, guess what? I just did thirty-one miles through DC and I'm fucking awesome." Right. If I was sitting there at the bar, I would go, "Shut the fuck up." Right. <laughs> no one cares. Yeah. Yep. You know that's about the. It's a thin line. It really is a thin line. You know. Um, I love most, when you say confidence is earned. It yeah, so it's is. Yeah, it it's, is. It's definitely earned. It's earned with yourself and with others. Yeah, it's an investment. Yep. yep. It's definitely an investment. You know, mm-hmm. also, most of the people that call people cocky are only showing their insecurity. Mm-hmm. Right? So they're putting themselves back in that hole. And you know mm-hmm. what? Fuck those people. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to them. They just want you to fail. Mm-hmm. You know, they're the cockroaches. Don't, yep. don't hang out with the cockroaches. Cocky people... They run their mouths way too much, too. Yep, agreed. Right? They just, they talk a lot. They show off. They almost have to remind themselves of their bullshit. Convince themselves. Right. I mean, Jesus Christ, social media, right? Oh, my God. How many people do you know put up some kind of quote and you're like, that motherfucker doesn't do that? I love when couples post like the really long posts. I'm like, oof. Yeah, we we know who you are. (laughs) Yeah. Get a fucking mirror. Mm -hmm. Tell yourselves that you're full of shit. Mm -hmm. We know who you are. Yeah. We've seen it. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I know I come across cocky to people. I know it. I know it. But here's the thing. I probably do too. I execute my fucking goals and I rarely advertise about it. You know me. I don't even, you tried to get me to do the Instagram thing. I was like, yeah, no, I'm not. I, I don't like social media. Mm. I don't like advertising. If if I kicked ass, I might tell you, I might tell some of my other friends. That's it. Mm-hmm. I don't need it. Yeah. It's for me. Mm-hmm. So only those that were close to me will hear this on a daily basis and I'm ever, never, ever, ever, ever going to lie about it. Yeah, That's I agree. It. That's it. It's so simple. Step one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. I it, love it. And it's for me. And I love it's how not many for times, anyone else. How many times we've said cock on this episode? God damn, might be a record. <laughs> you actually got me to say it. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, Uncle Mel, while we are discussing confidence, I want to take a moment to thank you from the bottom of my heart for building mine even further. You know, we I I think of you and I call you my best friend and I feel like we've been best friends for a year now and you came into my life from the show, which is fucking crazy and fucking insane, but I'm so thankful because my life shifted when I met you. You hold me accountable, you boost me up. Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> well, thank you for being my golden girl. Oh, which one am I? Blanche. Yeah, you're definitely Blanche. I'm, oh, I'm definitely, I'm absolutely but you know what? a Blanche. How many times have people questioned this? Like they Me and question you? this. Yeah, every so I've many had fucking to block times. People on Facebook because that. Yeah, you know what though? I don't care. 
Cock- Give me something to talk about. Cockroaches. That's the confidence but, is me. But with that confidence chart, you can take all of those people mm-hmm. that have questioned yep. this friendship that we have yep. and put them on the insecure side. Yep. Absolutely. It's like, God damn, you're fucking showing it to everybody how insecure you are. You know, it's it, once you reach this level, this, and that's what I hope. I hope people that are listening to this episode, my cravers out there, I hope they unlock something in their brains where they start to see it too. Right. Because it's it's fucking front and center. It's under your nose. It's right in front of your face. And it's everywhere. It's, it's everywhere. It's fucking everywhere. It, yes. There's fucking so many books that I've read. I just mm-hmm. bought a book for somebody. I was like, dude, you got to read this shit. I'm fucking buying it because I don't own it. So I want to own it. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to mark you out the sections. You read it. Get that motherfucker back to me. Yeah. Um, that Goggins book, you still have it, I have, by the in, way. I know. I'll get, it's in Marcus. <laughs> I got to get back to you. Um, but like... I share podcasts all the time. Yes. I don't really typically put shit on Facebook and go, hey, this is my quote I'm going to read today. Right. I fucking reach out to people personally. Mm-hmm. And I go, man, you're going through some shit. Mm-hmm. I can see it. Tell me more. Tell me more about the yeah. shit you're going through. Fuck, that's a lot of shit. All right. I'm not perfect. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a therapist. Um, if you want to meet up, let's go for a fucking walk. Yeah, it's yeah. probably going to be over two miles, but I'm going to listen to you. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, I'm just going to give you that straight up opinion that I have that says you're your own fucking problem. Mm -hmm. And I think you know how to get yourself out of this. You just got to take the steps. And that's why you're Uncle Mo. All right. There we go. (laughs) That's why you're my, you're my Uncle Mo. Like, and you're that to a lot of other people too. Nice. And you're making an impact. And you know, it sounds lame and it sounds cheesy, but I don't care. Since you came into my life, a big shift has happened, and I'm very grateful for awesome. you. Well, sorry for giving up on the Instagram, but fuck social media. I can't say that Whatever. It's okay. Fuck I that just, shit. I feel like you can benefit. That was such a fucking pain in the ass. <laughs> it's all good. I understand. It's a lot of fucking work. All right. If so if so one of your listeners wants to fucking reach out, do it through you. Give me their info. Whatever. I you can get my fucking real. I don't give a shit. All I don't right. have you know be I be careful what you wish for. Right. Be careful what I fucking wish for, right? Well, you're gonna screen it for I'll me. I'll screen it for you. You're gonna you. screen it for me. But you know what? Maybe we can have like a text string. Step one okay. ain't reaching out to me. Step one ain't reaching out to you. Step one is fucking honesty. Yeah. And it's it's that honest fact that says, man. I fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like I made a bad. De- I made a bad decision. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm going to be honest with myself. I made a bad decision. Mm-hmm. Nowhere in that sentence does it say my job, my parents, my family, mm-hmm. my relationships, whatever. It says I. You own up to that shit. Yeah. Then you send a fucking message. Mm-hmm. But like, maybe we can do that. Maybe we could do like a little text string or something. Like, because I'm telling you, waking up to your texts is extremely motivating. I love start, even my daughter does it with you now. Yeah, you yeah, notice yeah, me? Yeah, she yeah, walks yeah. in, she goes fist bump. Yeah, man, fist she, bump. And I've given you picture selfies of me and her doing it back to you in the morning, and it makes a big difference. You know what's crazy? Hmm. I fist bump before I fist bump you. Like I fist bump myself in the mirror every fucking morning. I don't think that's crazy at all. And I don't share that with anybody because it's my personal fucking mm-hmm. thing that I personally do for yeah. myself. It doesn't involve other people. That's a confidence booster for yeah. yourself. Yeah. All day, every day. All right, Cravers, let's talk about the next couple of weeks. There's a lot to unload. There always is. <laughs> I have a huge event coming up. My first lifestyle party and I have some hot items in store. So I will see you in two weeks. And let me tell you something. If you can't take the heat in my kitchen, get the fuck out because we're burning this motherfucker down. Goddamn right.